0: Welcome back to We Love Lucy. I'm Allison Wierma. I'm Corinne Eckhart.
1: And I'm Molly Lyons.
0: There's a fourth person here with us today. Who
1: are you? Oh my gosh, guys. We have a woman who wears many hats in this room. And uh, she looks good in all of them. She wears so many hats well. This is Amy Sullivan. She's an actor, writer, and comedian joining us today. <gasps> Hello, hello, thank you
2: for having me. What thank a thrill. You,
0: thank you for joining us and sharing a microphone with me.
2: Mm, it's nice I can smell your <laughs> breath from here. Oh.
0: <laughs> is this what intimacy looks like? I think it's close.
1: Intimacy. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fun. So first off, who are
3: you? What do you do? What do you do?
2: Who am I? Oh, you know, I'm an actor, writer, comedian, and I'm starting my own podcast and my own web series and hopefully make it into my family newsletter this winter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> creator oh of content.
2: Oh my god, does your family actually do the holiday newsletters? We do, and I have some older siblings who are significantly more successful than I am, and their paragraphs tend to be 18 times longer than mine. So I'm determined to fill out some space this year.
1: What does it usually say? Li- an Amy continues to live in California. <laughs>
2: At my favorite year was an Amy
1: ellipsis. She's still
2: our creative one. (laughs) (laughs) Enough said.
1: They're not wrong. Where's the lie, Amy? Where's the lie? Where's the
0: lie? I actually, what I want to do for Christmas or the holidays rather this year is I'm going to, I want to go to a Sears portrait studio, get solo (laughs) photos taken, and then send out my own Christmas card of just me and also maybe write a personal letter about me to everyone. So I need all of your addresses is what I'm trying to say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who's the first woman you remember seeing on TV?
2: The first woman I remember seeing on TV, I feel like it was Lizzie McGuire, but I know that's not correct. So, Don't with your gut.
0: She's the one who made an impact on you. Clearly. I think Lizzie
2: McGuire is the one. So, who made are an you impact.
1: thinking cartoon Lizzie McGuire, live action Lizzie McGuire? Live action Lizzie McGuire. <laughs>
2: live action Lizzie McGuire. Live action for sure. Cartoon, I didn't really care for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not interested in her her repertoire.
2: I, did, I wasn't interested in her inner monologue at all. Well,
1: <laughs> too <laughs> intimate. Too, too way too intimate. <laughs> And uh, what, what shows or characters are most in line with your comedic sensibility? Mm. 30 Rock.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Anything Tina Fey puts out to Unbreakable Schmidt is very aligned. But lately I've been writing a lot in the dramedy space. So, weeds, um, I've revisited weeds mm. and a little bit of scrubs mm. um, to kind of get in touch with that emotional intimacy side of me that I like to push away as much as possible. Wonderful. And what is your relationship to I love Lucy? Have you watched it before today? I've actually, please don't hurt me, but I've never watched I love Lucy before. <sighs> New <I'm> fan. <laughs> Fresh eyes. momentous. <laughs> I mean I've seen bits of it just you know tuning into Nick at night late at night, but I've never watched a full episode like that
3: until so today.
2: Until this morning.
3: What and a big off. day! This in is the ex- tub, I
1: watched it in the tub.
3: Ooh, we're creating fans one at a time. You yeah. are. It's not a moment; it's a movement. Sixty years later.
1: <laughs> so, based on your limited exposure, would you say you are a Fred, uh, a Lucy, an Ethel, or a Ricky? I'm a. I'm definitely a Lucy. Yeah. And why do you say
2: that? Just her sheer delusion with reality. <laughs> <I spoke> to <laughs> <me>. <laughs> you were like, "This sounds like me." like this woman has no grasp of
1: social norms. <laughs> I can very much relate. I love that about her. Um, and how would you say women are being depicted today on screen? Is and how different is it from the show or not different?
2: Um it's so different now. I think with everything happening in Hollywood, finally these stories are not just when I was young, I feel like you were either the female ingenue or you were kind of a service role, like, um, a what news, my Lord kind of role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I think all these stories are being told that are grittier. Like for instance, I'll use the example of smilf. Like I, mm-hmm. that, that was one that really pushed the boundaries for me. And coming from Boston before moving here, I was excited to watch it. And I think it really accurately depicted a lot of women's stories from there. So I, I'm excited. For the new frontier of stories, I think Isla Lucy is an example of how a woman can be really funny, and she's the lead. And I, I don't feel like that was really a big thing back then. Mm-hmm. Someone who's so quirky as her, as mm-hmm. the lead, who was still smart and had a, a lot of different layers to her personality. What do you wish you saw more of in terms of women on television, or less of? Right now, we're growing up. Ooh, both. Growing up, I remember I liked Lizzie McGuire so much because it was dealing with issues that were not talked about in my Irish Catholic home, Mm -hmm. like when um, Miranda, her friend, had an eating disorder, Mm -hmm. or when um, she was talking about being upset and like fights with her mother. I thought that that was very well done for a children's program. And I like that that's where, like when I watch what my nieces watch on Netflix and everything, they deal with... Cancer and fights with your friend, and they're real. Like, I don't, I I like that where everything is going. What I want to see more of in adult programming is actually more of. I want to see more people take more women taking on leadership roles behind the camera. Mm-hmm. I want to see more um, all female casting crews, editors, DPs, everything.
0: And then it's kind of like what I always think about with that kind of stuff is when like Ruth Bader Ginsburg says like when um, will she be satisfied with the number of women on the Supreme Court and when she's like when it's all women. Because it's you wouldn't mine. because you wouldn't think yeah, it's yeah, cuz you wouldn't think the, you wouldn't think it was a big deal if it were men. Yeah, it was, if it was for all men for hundreds of years. Yeah. So
1: let's I'd, get
0: there. I'd love to see all-female crew cast everything. It. Totally.
1: I'm here for that. Yeah. into it. What is your modern pitch for an I Love Lucy reboot? <sighs> so you can take any of the characters. You can do like all of them, one of them. You can put them in any time, space, whatever. Okay. My modern pitch
3: would
2: be Lucy and... Ricky, our divorcee parents, <laughs> raising a. I'm gonna go. I think. I think maybe a lesbian daughter. Mm. I really think I appreciated the most how unexpectedly scrappy Lucy is. Mm-hmm. I think I just want to see her in a comedy that it, that is set in today but highlights her ability in different circumstances to get out of them or to mm-hmm. yeah. adjust the narrative to fit hers.
3: It's like Search Party starring Lucy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> or like what we said before, like splitting up together.
3: Splitting <laughs> up Lucy, together.
2: She moves back in with her daughter or something, like mm. her, you know, adult <gasps> daughter.
3: It's like... Younger, starring Lucy. Oh my god, 100%. She'd be so good as that character. Yes, she would be. And then
1: Lizzie McGuire would also be there, because Hilary
2: Duff. Of course, because Hilary (laughs) Duff's an adult now. That would be the daughter. (laughs) Oh my
1: goodness.
3: So today we're talking about Lucy Writes a Novel, which aired April 5th, 1954.
1: Ricky and the Mertzes are the central characters in Lucy's first
0: novel. I love this so much. We open up on Lucy at her typewriter just typing away same where do they keep that do you think she just got it for that purpose like lord knows ricky doesn't need to type Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) who knows maybe he does maybe he has a lot of correspondence with people back in cuba yeah i think
2: it was just kind of a thing that it was a distinguishing factor of your living room to have a a writer's desk and a typewriter yeah no matter what your writing needs also
1: people were writing letters back then remember letters
0: i'm gonna start writing you letters please Dear Molly.
1: What text messages are?
3: I hate text. They're mini letters.
1: Emails I like. You like GChat.
3: I love GChat.
2: Passions include GChat.
3: I do. I
0: still
2: write letters, actually. You do? You wrote me a letter. I write letters. I I think it's important to, but I'm also like a weirdo who carries around a notebook and I like take notes myself, so.
3: We (laughs) opened on the typewriter, and Lucy has heard that a housewife got $10,000 for writing a book. So she wants to be the next housewife with a novel.
0: You know what I was thinking about? It reminds me of uh, Twilight. Because that was basically Mm. written by, like, but she was a housewife and wrote novels. But yeah, so she hears that a housewife can make all this money selling a novel. So she's like it's always like we are talking we've talked about this before
3: it's always a get rich quick scheme for Lucy and also she just decides to write a book which I think is fun
2: that was what I picked up on when I watched and again I've never seen an I Love Lucy episode and so a lot I wasn't sure if a lot of their episodes were a comment on society but when I was watching I was like if this is in fact a comment on society and how people are like oh so and so did that I'm, a- I'm now that too right. I thought that was very shrewd of them mm-hmm. well
1: and the fact that she- the thing she grasped onto is that she found out a housewife made money writing a book. And instead of like, oh, it's someone who writes, sold a book. And it was like, oh, she's a housewife. So being a housewife definitely makes you able to write yeah. novels. <laughs> she so, did it, I can cool, do it
3: too. Cool, cool, cool and it. also when she needed a subject for her novel, she was like, uh, my life? Like, everyone will want to know.
0: Lucy is <laughs> always so confident in everything she does and confident in, like, her ability to yeah. be successful, which I think is really admirable.
1: It's very American. It's so funny
2: working in Hollywood too because I feel like a lot of pitches I would hear when I worked for my old bosses were like, well, it's basically me and my friends in college. Or, yeah. Well, it's basically just me and my life. There's so many people who are like, who think, it'll be like, it'll Their be fascinating. The most fascinating. Well, yeah,
0: because people are always like, write what you know. And I'm like, I know my life is not that interesting.
1: Well, and that's why there's that funny line from Ethel when she's like, well, what are you writing about? And she's like, well, I'm going to write about what I know. And she's like, well, that won't be a novel. That'll be a short story. <laughs> Burn!
0: I love Ethel. Me too. I think-
3: she comes in hot sometimes. So ricky and fred and ethel are all going to be in the book yes as themselves basically with different names which we find out later so they decide that they need to read this manuscript because lucy's writing about them fair
0: yeah um oh well real quick she was asking ethel about herself and ethel's like i'm deeper than most people think um it was a really beautiful dramatic moment and she just kept like and being like angsty and like going inward and like touching her center and her gut. And- it's so Tyra Banks like America's Next Top be, it's very Model, like, but make it fashion.
2: And her husband came in with the one too. Yeah, yeah. He with a stomach ache.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh my, oh my god,
2: bread. With his pa- did
0: you notice his pants go like up to his tits? I did. <laughs>
1: It's a The wardrobe
2: consultant for I Love Lucy might be in
3: question. Sign of the times. Ethel talks about her many faces, how she's moody and intense. I would love to see a really moody
0: and intense Ethel. Me too. But oh, and Lucy at one point says that she was like, I want to write the next Gone with the Wind. Mm -hmm. Right. And then doesn't she call Does she call Ethel Scarlett O'Hara? Yes. And then when Fred comes in, she's like, oh, there's Rhett Butler. Which also,
1: that, those characters, the man is far older than her. So yeah, that's that oh, true. Accurate. He, he
3: so don't. she's going to take all of their real life experiences and just twist them a little bit and make them more dramatic.
1: Yes. Which is kind
3: of what writing is.
1: Yes. And it's, it's funny how it's like all the same stuff people still say about writing, like write what you know. It's, it's just funny to me that like nothing has really changed in the
3: way that we talk about mm-hmm. how someone becomes a writer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everyone wants to read her manuscript yeah I thought it was a weird meta moment too because they made a whole tv show based on these characters and mm-hmm. then they kind of undercut it like we are interesting enough to be a novel you know <laughs> but it's like yeah. well you're the hit television show of your time right and all of America wants to watch you so
1: and I think it's more that they're self-conscious about what Lucy might say about that. Yeah. I mean, what does she say? She calls Fred like a, a funny old coot.
3: Yeah. Yes. So they basically they're looking for the manuscript to read it, and uh they're searching in the kitchen, and it reminded me of that scene in Friends when they're searching for the Christmas presents in Monica's <gasps> apartment. Yes.
2: Yeah. And they find her dirty closet. <gasps>
3: <laughs> they're like looking for the Christmas presents because Monica always gets some really good Christmas presents, and mm. so they want to find out so mm. they can like Spend as much money. Mm. And then they. I was hoping that Lucy had kind of hidden sort of fake manuscripts around the house, knowing that they'd look for them.
1: Well, she just put a bunch of real manuscripts yeah. in the house, it turns
3: out. Yeah. Later.
1: She has her scrappiness comes into play. So they find in the blinds.
3: Of the <laughs> kitchen, yeah.
1: It stressed me out because when they fell out, I'm like, I hope
0: they have page numbers. <laughs> it just cascades onto
1: oh the floor.
0: <laughs> and they start reading what. Her manuscript, which like I get it, but I'm also as like, a writer myself. It's like you're so precious about it, you know. I felt a little uh, violated.
2: It, yes, a hundred percent violation. However, I will say that I'm a writer too. But if somebody has written something about me, I have to read it. I yeah, I like yeah. No, so I, I really understood their plight there.
3: <laughs> so they all have different names. It's the Nertzes, Ethel Nertz, who. They've grown very close despite their massive age difference.
0: <laughs> she thinks of her as a mom. How we much don't have to. Is
2: Ethel than Lucy?
0: Well,
1: in real life, I think she's only two years older. Yeah. Than her. Okay. But because but she's
3: married to Fred. Fred
1: is so much older. Ooh. And that's something that we've talked about a lot and has come up in conversations where, like, we all thought Ethel was older when we were young watching it when, because her husband is older. And they make her kind of frowny.
0: But, oh, wait, and the, they were talking about, they were reading her intro, and she was saying how this is a story about how... About the one of the brightest lights in show business and how she dimmed her bulb. Yes. To marry Ricky. To marry Ricky. Or Nikki Nicardo. <laughs> Nikki <laughs> Nicardo. <So laughs> it's cracking. The letter yeah is, It cracked me up. They'll never know. Nikki Nicardo. That's actually a good one. Nalison
1: Nerma. now
0: that sounds better than my current last name. <laughs> Nerma. <laughs> Nerin
1: Neckert. Neckert.
0: Neckert. Namie Nullivan. <laughs> yeah, well, Namie Nullivan. Nolly oh. Nyans. Nolly Nine's Nolly. the science guy, and <laughs> that's,
3: <laughs> that's me. So Ethel's kind of older than Lucy, and Fred is an old coot, and I
1: want to look up. And
3: Ricky is Ricky is. It says he plays he, beautifully, but he's a ham. He's
2: a ham, and he plays.
3: But concert, first, it, it says that he came to New York uh, on a boat. Right. Yes. Yeah. And then with waved his, at the statue of Blue and Green. he
0: cried and he had a like a, a sack of like all his belongings yeah. and Ricky's like I flew on a plane from Havana to Miami <laughs> with like a bunch with of fourteen pieces. band members. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Uh, yes, I. Flew How first. dare you
3: co-opt my immigrant story? <laughs> it's not for you. It's not
1: for you, Lucy. Though, just to to go back for a second, I have looked up the official definition of coot. Mm. Please share. So, an aquatic bird of the rail family, (gasps) with blackish plumage, lobed feet, and a bill that extends back onto the forehead as a horny shield... Oh. Also, informal <laughs> informal usage, a foolish foolish or eccentric person, typically an old man. Yes. Ah, so yes. she's not wrong. <laughs> Second
0: definition. Oh, and then what she, Lucy also said about Fred is, when you meet Fred, you understand why Ethel is the way she is. Yes.
3: <laughs> I mean, true. I think that's true of everyone's family, I, though. Yeah. Like, when you meet my parents, you're like, oh, okay. So we cut to a scene where the Mertzes. And Ricky are warming themselves by the fire.
0: Oh, yeah. I wonder what time of year it was.
3: It's the time of year of burning books.
0: Did anybody get, like, a Little Women vibe? Oh. Oh, my God. Let's cast them as Little Women.
1: Oh, <gasps> oh, 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 oh. Uh,
3: Lucy's Joe.
1: No. no. Lucy's Lucy.
3: Amy. percent
1: <laughs> Because okay. she's the brat. Like, she's the one yeah. who would burn someone else's book, even though in this, everyone else did. Meg is... Ricky? No, I think Ethel is Meg. Okay. Joe is Ricky. Ricky and then Beth? Fred. Is <laughs> Fred, Beth. Beth. Fred is Beth. Fred is Beth. the one who dies. Beth is very sick. No, 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 so- it's a different pitch. Fred is Joe. Okay. Ricky is Meg. <laughs> Ethel is Beth.
0: Bethel. Bethel. Bethel? Who's Marmy? <laughs> Marmy. Mrs. Mrs. Trumbull's Marmy.
1: I think, <laughs> raises their, raises their baby.
3: I think that Ethel is Joe because Joe marries an older guy.
1: I do too. That's true. I just think who's the one who's going to be like Claire Danes like dying drinking broth? <laughs> it's definitely-
0: Honestly, I would love some broth right
1: now.
3: That <laughs> feels reddish to me. Just
1: because he's old. <laughs> I think it's Ethel she'd be like weekly playing the piano and then she dies like oh my really
3: god poor Beth
1: what a weird fanfic I'm writing right
3: now <laughs> I really hope you all have read or seen Little Women so that you understand this conversation
0: it's been out for how many years it's like, how long alert. must we wait we spoiler found, like, alert we were at a
1: Gerwig reboot oh yeah and remake and you were like
0: Timothy Chalamet like, is Beth, Beth. <laughs> 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 he is 100% What's the guy's name? Laurie. Uh, he's not Laurie. He is one hundred percent. He's, he's far
1: too delicate.
0: He is he's so. Very he is so pale and dainty.
1: Beautiful and elegant and dying from consumption.
3: Aren't we all? <laughs> so basically, Lucy comes in and they reveal to her that they've burned her book. Which, like, okay, I get that, but come on, you can't. Don't have to burn it. Also, literature. I mean, as a fan of literature, we can't just go around burning books yeah rude then what is this like the town of footloose what the, town of
0: footloose? Uh, footloose, <laughs> the town of
2: footloose Ah, footloose indiana i didn't realize i was saying a stand-up <laughs>
3: W- who burns a book? I know that
1: Anyone, people burn... Any of the
3: characters in Fahrenheit 451?
1: Yeah. Know, people a, people a, burn Harry, nations, Harry,
3: <laughs> Harry Potter, right? Oh, people,
2: yeah. Witches. The Iron Curtain Countries probably. We're to get deep. History.
0: History. <laughs> any, History anything books. with magic? Sabrina the t- Teenage Witch. The Netflix series addresses banned books, oh, but no burning. Oh, wow. Banned books.
3: So, turns out Lucy is scrappy. She hid a manuscript behind a painting on the wall, mm-hmm. under a chair under that letter yeah. protector. She so she did carbon copies. She did carbon copies. Yeah,
0: What's a carbon copy? Is it an early fax?
3: No, it's like a, it, when, it's you a tip, when you're typing, yeah, it, it makes two. I like
2: Imagine how she being? set it up, though. She was like, well, a person who wouldn't know you guys wouldn't make it a carbon copy because she trusts you. She goes, but luckily, I do know who
3: I'm dealing with.
2: So <laughs> no, I did, and I liked that twist because I was, I was very... I didn't realize she was so resourceful. Yeah,
3: it's also hard to tell who's the villain in this story. Because <laughs> Lucy seems like the villain sometimes. Plot twist, everyone's a villain! <laughs> but then they all burn her book and that's like... Yeah, it's pretty mean.
1: Really, how bad were the things she said about them?
3: Not at all. An old coot i mean fred would probably call himself an old coot sticks and stones man like
2: <laughs> don't throw up stones in a glass house yeah
3: and i mean the apple stuff they are best friends it's not nice the
1: story's not that good it's like there's no story okay not to be like the studio notes on, on her novel but like there's no plot she basically just describes a bunch of people she knows and that's the end of the story
3: right. i thought it was just a recounting of the fishing boat that Ricky came on. That's the
1: entire story. I think it's just about <laughs> Lucy's life
0: and all the people she's encountered. And her light bulb dimming. Which frankly might be interesting. She has some crazy stories. She gets arrested a lot. She gets she does. She has a rap sheet. So then she submits to publishers.
1: Just like the level of confidence, where she's like, "Here's the first draft. Let me go to the publisher." Oh my God, ah. yikes! Also, I'm done. M- this is perfect. And
0: mail I love- and manuscripts.
1: What like
3: mail and manuscripts. I know. Like not I was saying it's so crazy. Um, that's an unsolicited submission. Yeah. Uh, uh, so she sends deep it to, Hollywood joke. She sends it to Dorrance and Co., which is a publishing company
1: run by Mister Dorrance, who we, we meet later. Plot and his twist. wife Doris. Doris, Doris Dorrance. Dorrance.
3: Oh right, guys. Do you remember when Lucy wrote a play?
1: Oh, yeah. and she was in it, and she sang.
3: Yeah. She wrote a play for herself to star in, so she, this is not her first go-round. No.
0: It's funny. She gets in, like, super writer mode, which I really like, and her glasses. She has an do, outfit for it. I do
1: like the glasses. Yeah. It's a Luke. For 100%. And she's got this, like, tiny little baby tie when she sits at her desk typing. Is that not how you write? I mean, oh, is that what I'm doing wrong? yes oh, okay <laughs> gotta gotta get the baby time. gotta have the luke and then you put pencils in your hair she just has them too just like chilling yeah just poking let's unpack that yeah what's that about
2: i've never understood the pencils in the hair trick because i don't think it makes you look any smarter when you have to take out the pencil to actually use and all of your hair falls down
1: someone was trying to tell me i think this was a man so they wouldn't mm. understand the was not for the, like, keeping the hair up. But, like, where they're like, you can't put a pencil in your pocket. That would hurt. <laughs> so the only place to keep it is behind your ear. Mm-hmm. Yes.
3: So, basically, she, she gets a letter from Dorrance & Co. A registered letter. That says that they're interested in publishing her manuscript. And she is thrilled. Mm-hmm. And she gets a
0: $100 advance, which in now money is...
3: Well, I guess it's a couple hundred dollars. And she frames it. Which is so sweet. So basically, she's very excited, but then she gets a call. She gets a visit from Mr. Dorrance, and it turns out that his secretary has made a mistake, and he can't publish her book.
1: Oh, and specifically, why did his secretary make the mistake? Because she got married. And women can't get married and do their jobs properly. Yeah, it's that a, was a lot bummer. lot of fact about women. We know that.
2: I did, I did think it was a little bit of a stretch to say that she was so excited about finally being tied down in a useless ceremony that doesn't prove anything. <laughs> <And> she- <laughs> completely forgot how to differentiate between yes and no.
1: <laughs> right? She she is just um she's time. been Honeyman. she's been made a bit senseless by the activities of her postmarital yeah. postmarital bliss. Yes. Honey honey
0: how he thrills me. Uh-huh <laughs> honey honey I have an alternate
3: story. Yes which, which is, Corinne She liked Lucy's novel and she wanted to publish it. And she thought that by accidentally saying yes, she'd force Mr. Dorrance's hand, a boss whom she's long hated.
0: <laughs> I love that. I mean, that's so like... Power uh- move. It's And also, like, the oldest excuse in the book, blame the assistant, right? He probably messed up. He
1: seems like someone who phones it in. Yeah. He's got his name on the stationery. He probably doesn't go to work very much.
0: He doesn't read. They have weekend read where they talk about all the books they read, and he wasn't actually paying attention. Someone else does the work.
2: When I first heard him say, my assistant made a mistake, blah, 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 when I, I was kind of doing something at the time I'm watching, and I thought my initial reaction was, oh, she got married, she's in a happier place, and then she, therefore she has a different perspective of writings of all different levels, and she's more tolerant of... And I, I immediately thought, wow, what an awoken, enlightened woman character. So generous. This system that we'll never meet. And then, of course, quickly he said,
1: he confirmed that it's the sexist version of it, right?
3: <laughs> Cool.
1: When in doubt, it's probably the sexist version.
3: (laughs) Mr. Dorrance wants her to keep the check, but Lucy can't possibly because of pride. I think she should have kept it, but, you know. I think it was cute that she returned it in the frame. Okay, well,
0: let's also note the eating my hat portion. Oh, what So, Okay, so Ricky, Ricky goes, if someone wants to publish your book, I'll eat my hat. And then the letter comes and this is before we find out that yeah. no one wants to publish her book but right. dorance does not want to publish her book but then as soon as she gets the letter she takes a hat out of the closet hands it
3: to ricky and he takes a bite like it is a chip
1: like it is made of crackers I did take a bite
2: you would have to imagine it was a wicker hat
3: it crunched it so i honestly think the hat was made of rice crackers she what
1: very weird i mean
3: yeah why are we encouraging hat eating
1: Honestly, I want to bring back hats and not as snacks. I want to bring back hats as accessories. You could be a I snack see. in a hat.
2: Snack tape. Yes. Yeah, but why put
0: it in a box? Right? <laughs> a hat oh box.
2: Oh, Snack box? Why put it in a
3: hat? He oh. is a snack. He's a buffet, and I'm no. never when you, full. When you're <laughs> a snack, eating a snack. So, uh, yeah, so Mr. Dorrance is there. He turns down her book. She gets very upset and tears it all up. It's sad. I feel bad. Rejection is hard. It's hard to be a creative.
1: It is well, and so then she sort of melts out, melts down, and is like, "I will never write again. The world is over. I can't like my life as we've, a writer." We've all been there, right? <laughs> Today, <laughs> every day you hit a moment where you feel that way, um, and she won't
0: even the next day write for the milkman. What with right. their oh, she order? Can
3: write a right. note? Yeah. I can't, I can't even. So when we come back, after she finds out that they want to publish her book, she's back at the typewriter writing again in her little writing outfit. And she. the group comes in and they want to sue her for libel.
1: Right. They're ready to sue her over this book that's getting published.
3: So she convinces, attempts to convince them by saying they can split in the profits. Mm-hmm. And of course, Fred falls for it.
1: Fred
0: loves money. <laughs> He doesn't like making money. He just likes the idea of someone giving him like Yeah, he wants money from other people. Yes.
1: But um, the, the thing that I liked was she said she was writing her second novel, and it was called Sugarcane Mutiny. And this is a riff on... Oh, because it's, like, all about... I think she thinks the most interesting thing about her is her husband's life story. Because um, it's about, like, the sugar cane plantation she tells people that his family owns, which they do not.
2: Which, let's unpack. I mean, you know, a woman who's only associating her worth, her husband's interestingness level. Right? That's sad. I felt yeah.
1: for her. So, so, sugar cane mutiny is this thing she's writing about. The Sugarcane Plantation in Cuba. But it, it's a riff on... There was a best-selling Pulitzer Prize-winning novel in 1951, The Cane Mutiny, mm. which is actually about a,
3: a trial. Well, all a of her drama. ideas are based on real books because she titles the first manuscript Real Gone with the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> Roll gone. Roll gone. Real, gone. real gone, girl. So, yeah, she can just continue to write real versions of stories that already exist.
1: <laughs> what if I just wrote like? The- the
0: real, the real Titanic, and that was like a movie that I wrote. <laughs>
1: the real little women. They're, the real Housewives. Nice. Wait. Oh, oh. hey now. Funny
3: joke. The <laughs> real real Housewives. <laughs> We're the real real Housewives. She tears up her manuscript. She gets another call from Mr. Dorrance to say he thinks his friend may be interested in publishing her book.
0: Mm, and so, Lucy's thrilled again. Of course. But problem is. They don't have her manuscripts
1: anymore. Mm -hmm. It's gone, and the trash has been taken down. And Fred's burning it? I didn't know who burned trash. Are you allowed to burn trash? That was a thing in big
2: cities, I believe, back then. Feels like a
0: pollutant. Feel probably why we're in the scenario we're in now.
2: Climate change. Also,
0: it's Fred Merz's fault. Interesting to see Fred do work for once. (laughs) That's what I said. I'm like, oh, this is one of the first times, so he's their landlord. Right. Yeah. And we never see him do landlordly work.
1: Mm. I guess, like, this is just, this is even too literal, but... The trash all seemed to be shredded paper.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yes. Everyone had some really private documents. That's the only kind of garbage and trash you had in the 50s. But so they find where they, th- with, among all the piles of trash, they find where they think the ripped up manuscript is. Mm-hmm. So then cut to the next scene and they're piecing it together. Puzzles.
2: It's a puzzle. I love puzzles. My include puzzles. I do. The teamwork. I loved how much it showed how much they loved Lucy in that moment they're all teaming up in the basement Aww. smelly basement that it's a nice moment it's I kind of like an trash.
0: Es- it's kind of like an escape room yeah they had to like Aww. work together to solve a puzzle they
1: are. and there's because there's a timetable because they're trying to get it pieced back together before she has to go to this meeting with mel eaton tomorrow where he he wants a copy of her manuscript
3: yes so they're looking for all of the pieces and she's on a page I think it was 13, and she she reads the sentence out loud, and she remembers what it said, and it said her beautiful, natural red hair. And Fred said, I thought that couldn't possibly be yours, Ooh. so I threw it away. Brilliant. Just casual
1: shade.
3: Yes.
0: I, I do like that they always make the jokes about her red hair. Always gets me. And then they were going through the papers, and then Ricky was about to sneeze.
3: And Lucy comes over to him and basically... <laughs> Talks him out of it.
2: Yeah. And it puts her finger up his nose. Yeah. Which is a trick that works, actually. Does if it? If you ever want to not sneeze, that's what my brothers taught me to do. But I love no. to sneeze. Sneezing feels so good. Mm, see, I was taught to believe that if you sneeze, your eyeballs could fall out.
0: So <laughs> brothers I, are assholes.
2: So I prevented all sneezes at all times.
1: Oh my god. Cool. So Amy's my an sneezing platform.
0: Amy's you know, actually never sneezed.
2: I have no idea what that <laughs> sensation feels like. <laughs>
1: Honestly,
3: I love sneezing. Then yes. Lucy ends up sneezing. Yes, and right. she ruins all the. It was contagious. Their organization. So we cut back upstairs, and she's fallen asleep on her typewriter, sitting up. Been there she on my typewriter. Nighter. It's like when you fall asleep on your computer now when you're very Grossest. tired. I just, just working working too hard.
0: <sighs> I just remembered all nighters night. in college at the library.
3: <sighs> Ricky wakes Lucy up because Lucy needs to make it to her meeting with Mel Eaton, and she calls Mr. Eaton to make sure that she won't miss it. He's played by Dayton Loomis, who's going to reappear.
1: That's not a real name. And
3: was born (laughs) in Summit, New Jersey, actually. That's
1: where I was born.
3: Yeah, and where I went to high school, so that's weird. Wow. But anyway, Mel says that he wishes that Mr. Dorrance had mentioned why they wanted to use her book and they wanted to use pieces of it in a novel about how to write a novel heading up the chapter, don't let this happen to you. (sighs) Yes, Sickest burn to ever burn. (laughs)
1: Poor Lucy. Also, they did
3: all that work, but she's still going to make money. It's like, I would take it.
1: Mm. Well, and there were times like earlier in the episode when she was like having to corral them to helping her and why are we doing this? And she's like, you get a quarter, you get 25%. So, yeah, they, people gotta get paid.
2: You know what I mean? Also, for a hobby that she picked up the day prior. Right. <laughs> Probably shouldn't be too precious about her
3: right. He turned <laughs> a profit, so yeah. it's fine. Mm-hmm. May we all be so lucky.
1: <laughs> entrepreneur.
3: Oh, but she's <laughs> bummed.
1: And she does cry. We
0: get a
3: trademark, Lucy. Weeping. Weeping.
0: Did oh, you guys add a trademark? Yeah. She does it all the time. Oh, I
2: see. Did you guys like the episode? Amy, what'd you think? Yes, I really did. I liked how it was structured. It felt hmm. like a um multi act
3: play. It's it feels like a play, this one. Yeah. Very specifically the scene at the beginning where she's like, I will write a novel and then we like cut out of it like it's a declaration to end the scene. It just felt yeah, very much like Act One is over. Right.
1: Yes. Curtain, intermission, yeah, theater. No, it
0: was fun. I liked seeing her flex her creative muscles in so many ways between writing a novel and um, also knowing her friends so well that she had a brilliant plan so that they couldn't sabotage her dreams. Awesome. Even though her dreams were sabotaged, and it
3: did feel other ways really interesting to have the three against one mm-hmm. dynamic, which we I don't think ever see.
0: No, yeah, Fred so cool. or yeah, Ricky and cahoots with the
3: Mertzes. Yeah, with the
1: coot. Coot with the
3: coot. <laughs> it's not boys versus girls. It's very much like Lucy as an island. Three against one. And she can hold her own, we know. Lucy oh, against yeah.
1: the world. And she still did get some victories. Like, she still is getting paid to write. They solved a puzzle. That's a win. I, I would
3: love to do a puzzle right. right now. She saved her manuscript, basically. Because I rescued it and retyped it.
2: I just really like that everyone knows that Lucy is forced to be reckoned with. True. Like, that <laughs> seems to just be a very given understanding and they they all meet to figure out what they're mm-hmm. gonna do about lucy and she's got her own plan like i like that about her character and i was not expecting that I, I guess that my impression of i love lucy before watching was that she was this ditzy housewife like who just like was bopping around and this was a really cool side to her it was a great episode for you choose.
1: yay yeah, I guess that's a question that we didn't really talk about earlier, but I'd be curious. You were aware of the show as a show. How did... What were your expectations and versus, like, what your actual experience of the show was? You're saying it kind of like she was more interesting, more of, a, like, a fleshed-out character than you were expecting. Yeah, she
2: was a lot more developed than I think I thought. I don't hmm. know why my... And I guess that's really a comment on how I viewed tv from that era that I guess I just assumed that all female characters were not well developed Mm -hmm. which you know that's on me (laughs) but this I think really exceeded all my expectations and I thought all of the comedy I I also expected all the comedy from that era to be so corny and so formulaic Mm -hmm. and I liked that they all had their own comedy with each other within the greater scene yeah of the comedy so it was cool
1: yeah, they all do have their own kinds of dynamics.
0: What, yeah, totally. And it's been really interesting. We talk about this a lot, like to see how the stories have pro- progressed from like first season to now. It's already gotten to be a lot. The stories have gotten to be a lot more complex and layered and complicated. And yeah, the uh, world's bigger. Yeah, the week we expand beyond the apartment building, which has been really, really cool. Yeah, you can tell that they're honing their craft.
1: And then having all these crazy side characters because not only we had two publishers in this episode, uh, Mel yeah. and Mr. Dorrance. Yeah.
0: So. no little ricky though they have a baby
1: bring the baby back the baby baby's baby. like books she's got so many dreams and that's the thing is that like lucy is a dream a new dream every day she's, she's chasing every damn dream she's like which oh. yeah um, that's a big it's inspiring for, yeah yeah
2: the, back then i mean the whole thing was the american dream right during that time i think that's that's really cool and to have it expressed through a female character is actually pretty woke i yeah. would say
0: I swear, yeah. like, TV went, TV was really, I think, progressive
3: back then, and then I feel like it took, like, a downturn where... Yeah. That's yeah. what I always feel like when people talk about that trope, like, women aren't funny. I'm like, well, you had, like, Lucille Ball. Or, like, I'm watching Mary Tyler Moore show right now, 1970s. Yeah. It's so it's good. like, where did so you good. even come up with this idea that women aren't funny? Because mm-hmm. the, there are funny women all over. You know? There are four in this room.
2: Right. I think just the difference from then and now is that that was the only yeah she was the driven comedy show right and now there's 17 right <laughs> on
1: just one platform right yeah. you Well know? when i think something that like so amy and i have both done stand-up together and sort of moving into the we're in a time right now that's really good for stand-up comedy mm-hmm. and so many women in stand-up comedy but it's just so interesting like we've done shows that are just all women stand-ups and I've had friends come out of the shows and be like, it's just so nice to see that women can be funny in so many different ways. Yeah. Because right now, all we have is Lucy in this, you know, in this time period. And so there was only one way for a woman to be funny. It was to be like zany and and do physical gags and and be like, I want to break out of the home. Like, that was how... Lucy is funny, but you don't really have the like diversity of like, oh no, all women right. can be funny, or so many women can be funny in different ways. And so I think that's something that's been exciting now. There's no one way to be a funny person.
3: So Amy, where can our friends and fans find you?
2: They can find me on Instagram. I'm at aimsulls, A M mm-hmm. S U L L Z, and on Twitter by the oh. same name.
3: And where can our friends and fans find us? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at We Love Lucy Podcast. On Twitter at We Love Lucy Pod. You can find us on Facebook at We Love Lucy Podcast, or you
1: can send all thoughts and feelings to our email at welovelucypod at gmail.com. Amy, thank you so much for coming to hang out with us. What a treat.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: What a novel
2: concept. (laughs) Was this intimate enough for you? It was very, in- well, I'm saying still very close
0: to you. Yeah, this. we're like six inches away from one another. Ooh.
2: But no, it was a, the right amount of intimacy for me. Thank, Thank you me. for sharing the so space with us. The best I've ever <laughs> <laughs> Bye,
0: Lucy's. Bye, keep you. on writing.